I've got some tips today for dealing with annoying students or parents or even colleagues or pretty much anyone. We all work in a job that, if we allow it, can be stressful. That can be annoying. In addition, we work with a group of individuals that are notoriously annoying. Part of being a teenager, after all, is testing boundaries. It means developing social skills. It means acting without thinking. And when you put a whole lot of them in a confined space and ask them to do things they don't necessarily want to do, that means they will probably test your boundaries, gain social status by going against you, and or act impulsively. Impulsively. That can be annoying. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Today's podcast episode was put together by yours truly. I've been teaching ELA for over two decades. I think this is my 22nd year. Many different schools, many different settings. And uh, also put together by my wife, who is a certified professional life coach who does life coaching for a living. She helps individuals achieve success, their success. She helps individuals become that person they want to become. And This podcast hopefully will help you become the teacher you want to become. Obviously, we have lesson plans galore at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com that we discuss frequently on the Teaching ELA podcast. Just search the archives. Uh, We have plenty of those. But May is National Teacher Mental Health Month. So along with the excellent lessons we discussed during the Teaching ELA podcast, we're going to talk about teacher mental health. So let's start with some basics about being annoyed. Annoyed means slightly angry or irritated. The opposite of annoyed is delighted. So are you more likely to feel delighted at your job or annoyed? You don't need to answer that out loud. Now I will say this, actually you can answer it out loud. Most teachers would say annoyed. I think early on in my career, I was annoyed a lot more. Certain days I feel annoyed, but for the most part, I find teaching delightful. It's just that other crap we got to put up with that I find annoying. There is no positive benefit to being annoyed. I guess positive benefit is redundant. There is no benefit to being annoyed. Now, we need to remember that our emotions, annoyed, I suppose is an emotion, our emotions lead to actions which create our results. So if we're feeling annoyed, it's going to affect what we do, which will affect our result. But I've got good news. We can change our emotions by changing our thoughts, which will then change our actions and change our results. We'll focus our discussion on what happens when we are annoyed in the classroom, when we find students annoying. But first, let's take a look at how being annoyed affects our behavior in other settings to understand that, in fact, being annoyed in no way serves us. Let's say you're in traffic. You have some place to be and you're not moving. You're annoyed. What do you do? Annoyed drivers do things like honk the horn. Does that help? Annoyed drivers make rude gestures and yell at people. Does that help? Annoyed drivers break traffic rules and take chances. Does that help? Annoyed drivers often take out the irritation on others in the car. Does that help? We can see that annoyance while driving does far more harm than good. Let's shift this to the classroom. Your students are annoying you. Perhaps you assigned a paragraph and they gave you two sentences. Maybe you're trying to do SSR and they're neither reading nor being silent. You're annoyed. How do you respond? Well, when I'm annoyed, I might tell them to shut the hell up. (laughs) Just kidding. I might just tell be quiet. And then they do for a little bit. And even if they do shut up, the damage has been done. So you might get some immediate results by saying you need to shut your freaking mouth, right? You might get the immediate results of them shutting their freaking mouth. But isn't there a better way to handle a situation like this, especially when we take into account long-term effects? 
But wait, I can't help if I get annoyed is a common refrain. It's one I have used on multiple occasions, but it's not true. You can help if you get annoyed. You can also change the annoyance to a different emotion if necessary. Now, this isn't all positive thinking mumbo jumbo crap as as I've talked about before. Keep in mind the emotion. Because our emotions lead to our actions and our actions lead to results, we need to change our emotions if we're going to change our results. And the only way to change our emotions is to change our thoughts about the event. So let's go back to our annoying example. Students are talking when they are supposed to be reading or writing or whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. Our thoughts might be, told these kids it was SSR time. Those two are completely disrespecting me. That's so typical of them. I'm tired of being disrespected. You guys ever thought that? Tired of being disrespected. Now, is it true that the two kids are disrespecting you? Could be, right? We don't know. Or could it be they're just being kids? We already talked about teenagers' tendencies to test boundaries. Could it be they've been stuck at a desk all day? Could it be they had something really important to say? Could it be they are asking a question about the book they're reading? All these scenarios could be true. We don't know exactly what the case is. There's really no way of knowing. So why not choose the option that serves you and the student? So instead of the thought that your students are disrespecting you, try thinking something like, wow, these kids must be tired of sitting at a desk. So instead of telling them to shut the hell up, you take a different approach. You take a different action. Maybe you tell them they can stand and read. Hey guys, you guys want to stand and read? I know you've been at a desk all day. Even if that's not really the issue, maybe it, maybe that might not even be the issue, but the fact that you've gone over and said, hey, you guys want to stand while you read? I know it's probably hard sitting at a desk all day. And again, you got to know your students. Some students will, that's not a good solution for. These are hypotheticals. They're going to say, wow, my, my teacher's not the big jerk I thought he was. Little do they know. <laughs> maybe you can walk over and show empathy. Maybe you can help them find a more interesting book. Or maybe they, are being, maybe they are being disrespectful, but because you're acting from a different emotion, that of empathy, you give them a discipline referral or whatever it is you do and move on without having lost control. But wait, you mean you never get annoyed, Mr. Fancy Pants Podcaster? Of course I do. And it's taking a lot of practice to stop annoyance in its tracks and turn it into something else. The true shift came when I changed what I thought about my students in general. They are not there to cause trouble. They're in a place they don't want to be, and as a result, they act out sometimes. Now, coming in with that mindset causes less annoyance and more empathy. It's an attitude that takes time to change, but one that serves me and my students. Next time you're at one of those horrible, horrible, horrible professional learning days or teacher in-services, try to empathize with your students. Try to think, oh, this is what my students feel sometimes. I mean, look around you. What are your fellow teachers doing? They're probably on their phones. They're probably having little side conversations. They're probably making fun of the speakers. There's certainly, and I'm not saying everyone, but most, at least at my school, every school I've been at has been that way. We're all cracking little jokes under our breath. This might help you come to the class with a mindset of empathy instead of frustration and anger and annoyance. Remember, annoyance does nobody any good. In order to rid our lives of that emotion, we must change our thoughts about our jobs, about our students. So that was part one of how to tips for not being annoyed in the classroom. Hopefully I've given you a foundation for change, a foundation for why being annoyed isn't necessarily a good thing and different approaches we can take. We kind of covered the foundation, which is to change our mindset about our jobs in general, about our students. And you know what more, more, I didn't really mention this, but change your mindset about yourself. You have a teaching degree from an accredited university. You have a license from the state you teach in. You are qualified to do the job. Sometimes we forget that. We feel overwhelmed. We feel like, oh, my students aren't achieving. And we, and we, we start beating ourselves up. When we beat ourselves up, we get frustrated. Combine that with some annoying teenagers, and you have a recipe for not learning. So if there's any takeaway 
few takeaways. One, change your attitude toward yourself. Two, change your attitude toward your students. Three, change your attitude toward your jobs. And that will make annoyance a lot less likely to happen. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 